0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before we get started, I want to introduce the newest Divorced Girl Smiling trusted professional. Her name is Erin Burt, and she is the founder of her practice, Burt Family Law, and Erin offers restorative divorce services. What is that? She offers mediation, family-centered divorce, co-parenting services, and other legal services. Erin is wonderful. She does uncontested divorce, flat fees are available, and she truly is dedicated to Focusing her practice on alternative dispute resolution. If you want to learn more about Erin, you can find her in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling or at BurtLaw.com. So I want to start this podcast off by saying that when I got divorced, it was 2008. Now, I was completely clueless. There really wasn't Google. People were Googling a little bit, but there wasn't really Googling going on. There weren't half the, no, there weren't even like an eighth of the divorce resources and the specialties that are available now. There was no such thing as a divorce coach, I don't think, back then. There were life coaches, but not divorce coaches. And there just wasn't enough resources. And I had a very, very hard time because of that. And actually that's one of the things that motivated me to start Divorce Girl Smiling. And today I have a guest with me who kind of had the same experience. Well, every divorce is unique. Hers is much different than mine, but because there weren't divorce resources, she set out to embark on a career dedicated to helping people get divorced so they could divorce in a better way. And her name is Paulette Rigo. So hi, Paulette. Hi, Jackie. It's so good to be here with you today. Well, I want to tell my listeners a little bit about you. And for people listening, Paulette went through a, tell me if I'm right, an eight-year divorce that ended up... There was, it was eight years. Yeah. Eight years litigation, all out, gloves off, and then another four years of post litigation. And so tell me if I'm right, Paulette, you decided to dedicate your life to helping people getting divorced. And I want to tell my listeners Paulette is a certified divorce coach. She's the founder of Better Divorce Academy. She's a mediator, she's a divorce retreat host, she's a speaker, and she's the author of her book, Better Divorce Blueprint. So I mean, that right there, all those credentials, obviously, you want to help people going through a divorce.
1: Well, you're so right. Uh, There was no, well, you're probably correct that Google did exist, right? But it wasn't the tool in which it was back in the early 2000s. I used to live in a bookstore. There was a Walden Books right up the street from my house. And I would drop the kids off at school and sit in the self-help parenting family section. And, you know, just try to absorb every bit of data I could about marriage, relationships, divorce, options, the procedure. I also remember looking in the yellow pages if anyone remembers what those are. My journey started a little bit before yours. It was 2002, but I really got to know a clinical psychologist by the name of Mira Kirschenbaum. She's in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. I lived in Massachusetts as a child and, and all during this period, and her book that really hit me was Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay. It is an astronomically uh, like profound book in helping people get clear about their marriage. And after reading Mira's book and getting to know her and, and working with her and also recommending her for people that need that kind of work, I learned... More than I ever wanted to know about divorce. I mean, most people aren't aware, Jackie, but divorce is a $50 billion industry. Mm -hmm. This is no joke. If you haven't watched the movie or documentary, so be it, called Divorce Corp, like C-O-R-P, do it. If you take nothing else from this podcast, make sure you watch that documentary. 50% of divorce, sorry, marriage ends in divorce or so they say. 60% of marriage, um, second marriage and 70% of third will end. And that doesn't sound so promising, right? But the good news is, or what most people don't realize, is that 97% of divorce does not go to trial. And yes, I am the 1% of the 3% that did go to trial that also went to the appeals court. So hence why it took so long, nearly destroyed me and my family and cost more than I want to admit. It propelled me to do this work because hundreds of people started to reach out to me because my case was so rare and say, hey, I heard about your case. It would always be that they were asking me to help them. And the amount of training and hard work and certification, mentoring, internship, uh, certification that I did to become a credentialed private mediator and a certified divorce coach. And you're right. There were no divorce coaches when I was getting divorced. or I would have liked to have had a team of them. But it led me to do that work out of a calling, a longing. I mean, I didn't find this work. It
0: found me. So you're exactly right. People panic. They, either their husband or wife says, I'm leaving you. I want a divorce. Or they have been thinking about it for a while and they want a divorce. And the first thing they do, we all do it. You call a lawyer and it's not the lawyer's fault, but your lawyer, this is the piece that we were really going to get into today. I want to tell my listeners, your lawyer is such a small part of your divorce. Okay. They're, There is something very powerful about putting together a divorce team. And that includes, that can include a divorce coach, a therapist, a financial advisor, a mediator, and all these people. And really, it's the reason I went into this business. It's one of the core foundations of Divorce Girl Smiling to connect you with good resources. And Paulette just wrote this book called The Better Divorce Blueprint. And what I love so much about your book, Paulette, is that it literally walks you through every single step. And that's what people don't know. They think you just call a divorce attorney and the divorce attorney will handle it for you. And God bless divorce attorneys. I know so many great ones. But they cannot just handle the divorce for you. You have to empower yourself if you want a really good divorce outcome to handle it yourself by gathering a group, a team of people to help you. So what I want to do today is go over some of these tips that you offer in the Better Divorce Blueprint, your book. What do you think? I
1: think it's a fabulous idea.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and i love
1: that <laughs> you you clarified so beautifully how you know don't expect attorneys to handle everything they are counselors at law now don't get me wrong i love attorneys some of my very best friends are attorneys i'm not anti litigation by any means there are many cases that need to litigate and there are many cases that don't but if you use the right professional for the right job you usually get a great result. If you use the wrong professional for the wrong job, it's usually a disaster. You would never ask a carpenter to put in a toilet for you.
0: You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm here today with divorce coach, Paulette Rigo. Paulette and I are going to talk about The Better Divorce Blueprint, her book. We're gonna offer you some wonderful divorce tips to address as you manage your divorce. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll get to the tips. We'll be right back. Are you thinking of buying a home or selling your home or both during or after your divorce? If so, I would highly recommend real estate agent, Tara Lubin, Tara is a realtor and a global real estate advisor for Jamison Sotheby's International, and Tara's territory is Chicago's North Shore. She also has a specific focus on the southeast suburbs, and Tara is wonderful. She thinks the two most important words as a realtor are "you" and "your." I truly respect Tara, and I think you will love working with her. She's also divorced, by the way, so she totally understands your situation. If you want to find Tara, you can reach her in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling, or you can find her on her website, taralubin.com. I also want to recommend divorce attorney Tiffany Hughes. So if you live in the Chicago area and you're looking for a divorce attorney, go have a consult with Tiffany. Tiffany has been practicing for 17 years. She is the founder of her law firm, the law office of Tiffany M. Hughes. And I've known Tiffany for, I would say, four or five years now. And she's really wonderful, works super hard. Definitely takes litigation cases, but also will help you settle your case via attorney-assisted mediation or just mediation. If you want to find Tiffany, she can be reached at tHughesLaw.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with Jackie Pilisoff, your host. I'm here today with Paulette Rigo. Paulette is a divorce coach, a mediator, a speaker, a divorce retreat host, and she's the author of her book, Better Divorce Blueprint. Paulette, I want to get to these tips. And I'm going to pick the tips and then you tell me. Now, I want to tell the listeners, all these tips are in the book and we're just going to touch on them. But if you get the book, there will be like a whole chapter on the tip. So the first one is acceptance. Tell me about that.
1: Uh, sure. And that's the that's the beginning is either you are the person that is starting to feel like your marriage is not a good fit. There's something that just feels off. And that inner knowingness is typically squelched, sidebarred, you know, kind of ignored sometimes for years. 70% of divorce is filed by women. And two years is the average amount of time women contemplate divorce before they tell anyone. So there's that acknowledgement that the end of the relationship is near and allowing yourself to grieve through that. Now, Acceptance also can come from a place where, like you said, the spouse is the one that says, honey, we need to talk and you now feel like you got hit by a train or stabbed in the back. There's this shock because there are five stages of grieving and acceptance is last. So if you can start to move into a place of acknowledging that the end of the relationship is happening. It will give you the strength to grieve and heal faster and not hold on to that, shall we call it, grudge um,
0: and get you stuck. All right, now you just said acceptance and I'm glad you made the distinction. We're not telling you you need to accept the divorce and accept everything. That takes months, even years. But when Paulette's saying acceptance, she's saying Accept that you are getting divorced, accept that you are about to go through massive life changes, accept that it's not going to be easy, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yes.
1: I I like to use the word acknowledgement too. Mm -hmm. There's this um, feeling that you have when you first make the decision to even think about divorce, right, Jackie, that wow, like, why am I having these thoughts? But instead of denying it, ignoring it, brushing it over, you know, using all kinds of escapism tactics to kind of pretend mask and pretend everything is just fabulous. It's just to acknowledge how you feel. And maybe that is working with a therapist or uh, helping go to a licensed clinical social worker, some sort of counselor, where you can feel safe to have a conversation about your feelings and being able to voice those opinions and those experiences instead of pretending that everything is just fine.
0: Next tip. This is a tough one, Paulette. Communicate calmly. I mean, really? People are listening going, are they serious? But tell us why this is so important and how you can actually achieve it. Well, you're right, Jackie.
1: Just because I do it doesn't mean that it's, you know, a piece of cake. But you are in control of your thoughts and your actions. You control the weather, you know, global politics, or your spouse, and sometimes your children. <laughs> but you absolutely are in control of what you think and what you do. No, even if you want to scream, swear, foam at the mouth, uh, punch a hole in the wall, I'm being a bit dramatic, but whatever, and there are those moments, it's not going to serve you. You have to remember that in these times of conflict, what you say will come back to haunt, right, you, and the derriere, as my grandmother used to say, most everything you say will be documented, if not audio, video, or written, and maybe social media, be careful of that one. Mm -hmm. It is essential that you approach your conversations with your soon-to-be ex without hostility.
0: Now, also, it's not just what you say. If you start yelling and screaming, Paulette's right, it, it could end up where his lawyer tells the judge that you're not stable. You, you know, are too, um, you're too emotional. You have outbursts. They can hold anything against you. So please remember that you're sort of being watched. And Mm -hmm. I know that sounds like a bad way to look at it, but you have to assume that you're being watched. You are being watched by lawyers, a judge, and you don't want to blow anything like custody of your kids or get a bad deal because your ex now has something on you and can say, well, you know, if you don't settle for this, I'm going to tell the judge what you said to me. So you really have to be careful. And I know it's not easy, believe me, I've been there, Paulette's been there, but just really use your mind. And if you need to write down your feelings and journal or scream and yell to your friends or a therapist, that's what you want to do instead of yelling at your ex.
1: You are living under a microscope, Jackie, very correct. And any sense of volatility is documented.
0: Next tip is, and I love this one, the mediation option
1: most people don't understand mediation. Many people say to me, oh, we mediated and it failed, or we tried that and yeah, it didn't work out so well. Now there is court appointed mediation, or maybe not court appointed, but court assigned, meaning you're not in the courtroom, but the the court proceeding has mandated that you're mediating but what that means is you're litigating and the judge has looked at both sides and what they want the plaintiff and the defendant and the petition and the response and they're looking at those two piles of evidence and they're not that Far apart. And the judges, you know, normally realize, oh, gosh, I don't really want to make these people have to go through the whole thing. So they politely say, or depending on the demeanor of the judge, why don't you guys go down the hall and work with one of our mediators and see if you can't work this out? come to a resolution in a a manner in which I'm not going to be the end-all be-all decision maker. But that doesn't mean that you're mediating truly in the sense of mediation. It means that you're litigating and part of your litigant process is a mediation session or two. It's not highly successful, but it's good. I, I love the fact that the courts are doing it. But this mediation option is a much deeper level. It's a serious decision to have a conversation to consider private mediation as the less adversarial and less expensive option, meaning the parties are committed to avoid litigation. They work with a private mediator who facilitates a conversation with the parties to create a memorandum of agreement to give to a transactional attorney to write it up in the proper Latin submit it to the court and avoid litigation, the cost, the having to go to a courthouse in general, keeping your private life private, and it's a much shorter experience.
0: All right, we have time for like one or two more tips. This has flown by, but what's nice about this is, If you get Paulette's book, Better Divorce Blueprint, all of these tips are in there. And what's so nice is she takes you from day one of your divorce all the way through the end. So I'm just going to read a couple more of these tips. Avoid rebound relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Again, people are probably laughing and rolling their eyes going, oh, too late. I already did it. Well, guess what? We're not judging you because we did it too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to chuckle. Sorry, Jackie, but it's yes, okay. so
1: common, you know. You know, there's there's a big difference between having um a date, a dinner, you know, somebody that you enjoy spending time with. But when you really get into a relationship, it complicates the divorce. Because now if there's kids, they get confused, the spouse gets resentful. And there's jealousy, and your emotions are all tied up in the new relationship, but you haven't even let go of the old one. You get the picture, and it always ends up messy.
0: Well, I've actually seen divorces that were going incredibly well, and then one of the people gets a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and the whole divorce has to start from square one. Now, all of a sudden, the person is so resentful or angry about their ex having a girlfriend or a boyfriend so soon that all the deal is off the table. They don't want to talk, and the whole tone of the divorce changes. Have you seen that?
1: Oh, all the time because of the jealousy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Even they, if the person doesn't want to get back together, they're still angry about it. Yeah.
1: There's a subliminal underlying feel of rejection and abandonment. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? Wasn't I good enough for you? Oh, I guess I wasn't good enough lover or I wasn't sexy enough or handsome enough or whatever the long list of things are. And that's, Makes for conflict. You already have conflict. You don't need to pour gas on the fire.
0: And also, how could you move on so quickly? Did our 25 year marriage mean nothing? You already have a girlfriend, you're already engaged. And just all kinds of things can can go wrong when that happens. So I think Paulette and I are both saying the same thing. Go out, not you, it's not a lot like you're not allowed to date or get involved with somebody, but I would not introduce them to the kids. I would keep it really quiet. And I would not certainly not get engaged or married. Yeah, it's not my it's not on my list of things to do. It's on my list of things not to do. Correct. Last tip I want to share, because I think this is really important, is to embrace change. Because I feel like people really are uncomfortable and don't like change. And even if somebody feels like the divorce is the right thing, they might not want the divorce because they're so afraid of change. So how do you embrace change? Well, first of all, is to realize
1: that divorce is another word for change, that no part of your life will be identical. You know, some of it will be the same. You know, we, don't, we still are who we are, but even ourselves, our identification and our soul and our spirit and everything about your life feels different after the divorce is final. But the logistics of it are going to, I'm going to say, you to embrace change. Naturally, the judicial, the legal, the financial, residential, lending, insurance, taxes, you know, all the nuts and bolts and nitty gritty of the divorce spreadsheet side, but your identification of being a wife will be different, your feeling of the family and maybe even your friends and neighbors will change. Most people recognize that change can lead to growth and new opportunities. But many people hold on to a sense of resistance because of fear. And when we can just slowly kind of take a little baby step about recognizing that it doesn't mean a failure, there's nothing wrong with you, you um, you're not broken, it's truly a sense of knowing that this isn't what I... Envisioned it wasn't what I asked for. I don't know anyone that got married and at the wedding said, You know, to themselves, hey, if it doesn't work out, we'll just get divorced. It isn't easy to visualize that the life you wanted and the life you lived isn't the one you're going to have, but it is much healthier for you to recognize that change is an opportunity for the new. Uh, chapters seven and eight in my book are all about the after changing your name or not to change your name dating in the in a safe way in the digital age starting a business Uh, traveling, making some new friends, doing all the things in your life that you never had permission to do because, well, you were too darn busy or it wasn't something that your spouse supported or liked. So you kind of put it on the back burner and put it at the bottom of the list. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. It's your life. It's your future. And you get to do it.
0: Oh, Oh, Paulette, I just love that so much. And people really do fear change until they realize later that change was the best thing that ever happened to them. So I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And my mom used to say to me, just go with the flow. And so (laughs) what I want to tell people is, you know, that was like a popular saying. And Really, it's true. If you can try when you feel very uncomfortable with something changing, just say to yourself, I'm just going to go with the flow, just and try it. And just, I guess a better way and a more updated way of saying that is like, just let it happen because you don't have control over the change. All you have control over is the way that you handle it and how you choose to adapt to those changes. So, with that said, Paulette, thank you so much. I just think you're such a wonderful speaker and you give great advice. You have such good experience. Thank you so much for being here today. My honor, Jackie.
1: I I consider it my life's calling. It is a passion of mine. I did not go through that eight and a half years of hell to not use wisdom to help support others. It is essential that you get the support you need. If I had had the knowledge and the support I needed when I was going through my divorce, you know, many many years ago, uh, I would not be where I, I had to go through that. You know, I'm happily remarried. I believe in love. I believe in marriage. I believe in transformation. And. Uh, in fact, I even host retreats for women post divorce. So there is a beautiful new life ahead for you. I just want you to go about it wisely. Uh, I, I plan to put a crazy book together called Text from the Ex with all the crazy texts and voice messages I've received over the years because uh, that emotional roller coaster is real. There's got to be a little humor to it. 99% planning and wisdom. You can do it.
0: Well, thank you again for being here. And to my listeners, if you want to learn more about Paulette or you want to reach out to her for a consultation, you can find her at betterdivorceacademy.com. If you want to learn more about her divorce retreats, you can find her at afterthenarcissist.com. And you can also find her in the trusted professional section of Divorce Girl Smiling, along with so many other wonderful, trusted, vetted divorce professionals. And for that, you can go to divorcedgirlsmiling.com, where you can also listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for my free consult. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you real soon.